Hey, welcome to Craft Talk. I'm Tito Mendoza, and this podcast is a collection of interviews with people of different disciplines, ranging from creativity, business, and lifestyle. By diving into my guest's story and learning about how they approach their craft, I hope that these conversations help you find different ways to improve your own. Enjoy. All right. Welcome to the first official episode of Craft Talk. I'm Tito Mendoza, and I'm joined by my very first guest, Rachelli Wright. Hello. Rachelli, thanks so much for coming on. We're recording this remotely, so we're making it work. <laughs> very excited. Honored it, to be here. Yeah, it's sounding good so far, though, so I'm excited. Good. Yeah, so Rachelli, let me know if I get this all right. Rachelli is a digital marketing specialist. She's the owner of Right Outcomes, and she's the host, uh, moderator, educator, the genius behind the Be Seen Society. How is that? Yeah, perfect. That's great. <laughs> what a beautiful intro for me. Yeah. You have so many different titles that I just had to like put it all in, in one sentence there. Yes, perfect. You did a great job. Am I missing any other uh, kind of titles no that's that's plenty that kind of wraps a, it up that's enough for one lifetime it's fine <laughs> okay <laughs> so a little background uh Richelli and i went to school together so we've known each other for a little while now we went to full sale we had awesome group projects mm-hmm. would you say we had the best group projects oh yeah confident by far oh yeah. i'm 100 percent confident about that <laughs> i'm also gonna brag that <laughs> if i remember this correctly you were our valedictorian, correct? I was. Oh, I got that lovely that lovely title. It felt good for that for those thirty minutes. <laughs> and then life happened. And then life happened. But <laughs> it's like, how's that valedictorian uh, life treating you? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't uh, change any. It doesn't change anything. <laughs> nobody cares, Tito. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's a fun fact. That's right. about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then in another life, we also ran a blog together. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh, yeah. And I love uh, when you send me um, Tumblr updates that it still reminds you. Yeah. Hey, your blog's seven years old. Yeah, we we <laughs> yes. ran this blog called Thread Collection that lasted probably two minutes. It was fun though. Yeah, we we what did we do? We reviewed album covers. Yeah, album cover art. Yeah, because yeah. it was actually a a project we did at full sale that i think both of us just really enjoyed is that what it was and we yeah we had to do it as a project in uh, who knows what class but um because i i that's how we kind of we took it from there yeah so just like we we like cool looking album covers and we just typed about it like i think we, we we would relate it to i think to that artist or maybe the the album itself with the music inside of it we tried mm-hmm. to we tried to be thoughtful about it so yeah that's pretty yeah. cool actually when i think about that i was like man it's like it's not something i do now or it's like i'm not like a type or like a writer or anything but we did that like a magazine kind of type. we did it was cool yeah thread collection it's just a random name <laughs> sounds more like a fashion blog it, it does yeah. it really does <laughs> Okay, well, um, so let's get into it. Right Outcomes. Can you explain a little bit of what you do and what Right Outcomes is? Yeah. 
So, Right Outcomes is, my name is Richelli Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, Right Outcomes, W-R-I-G-H-T, I get, I get punny. It's so um, perfect. So perfect, right? But it's, it's my digital marketing company, so I focus on um, everything that surrounds organic digital marketing, meaning social media, email marketing, websites, uh, automation processes, and all of these things are going to help a business or a brand um, what, I, what I can do to make it easier for them to promote themselves. Okay. So when I use the phrase organic digital marketing, I'm referring to like the tactics and practices of putting content out there for free with the intention of building up your brand reputation, your following over time, as opposed to other things such as paid advertising. So as a digital marketing specialist and with right outcomes, I focus on helping small business owners, creatives, and freelancers on strategy and implementation on whatever areas of digital marketing that are honestly giving them the biggest headache. So a lot of my work surrounded about around um, helping them find consistency with marketing, um, putting in practicings that help them practice, help them run and manage these areas by themselves, and overall just making it more approachable, easier, and less time consuming. That sounds so exhausting already. <laughs> well my goal my goal is to make it not exhausting but i think that the problem is is that digital marketing is a broad topic right True. and it's yeah. a it's it it's important to understand that marketing and advertising are not the same thing mm, okay. um and that marketing efforts and advertising efforts are very different so oh interesting yeah, advertising is the money behind that. They they go together. They can go together, but they may not go together. So um, that might feel why it's a little exhausting because no, there there are some differences. Right. Well, the reason the reason I say it is because, and this is why I think what you do is really important, is because a lot of times a business or even me as like an artist or a creative type, sometimes social media is like an exhausting thing to have to keep up with while you're juggling your actual work you know what Absolutely. i mean Absolutely. so yeah. where where you come in is you help alleviate that exhaustion <laughs> I, I guess yes i do my best to do that there's a lot of things that we can be doing online or doing in the digital space there's a lot of options but mm -hmm. how do you weed out those options to figure out what's worth your time what's worth your energy. And yeah. then for a lot of us and a lot of small businesses and creatives, freelancers, whatever, it's not like we have these giant teams to help us do this. So what are you actually going to be able to manage? That's like the best bang for your buck or energy in that area. Right. So uh, you made an interesting statement about, you said advertising versus uh, what was it? Marketing. You said mm -hmm. the two. Um, I don't think, even I don't have a full grasp of that. Can you kind of do a little educational basic, the the differences and and how that works? Right. So marketing, um, marketing is going to be more of those organic efforts to help your business or help your presence, your whatever you're doing, um, grow over time. Right. It's it's what you're doing to promote yourself to showcase to people that you're out there. And that can fall into the area of advertising where you're putting money behind that marketing, right? Oh, so okay. advertising is um, specifically putting 
Yeah, money like, and like funds. Ads. Yeah, ads and things like that that are going to be more targeted to specific people or targeted to specific areas. It's where you're taking your overall marketing concepts and getting more specific with it with the outcome of conversion of some kind, you know, putting more eyes on your website, uh, having more people buy your products and services. Marketing can do those things mm-hmm. and it, it will do those things, but advertising has a very specific goal in mind gotcha. when you're doing something. So would would you say it's fair, the statement of marketing would be more of like a brand or like a reputation versus advertising, which is more like metric action money money based yeah yeah that's a that's an easy way to understand it for sure okay i never thought about you know you always hear marketing advertising and i always thought it was just all the same thing yeah because they get lumped together a lot right marketing and advertising but the reality is if they were the same they'd be the same word yeah (laughs) that's what i that's what i like to say there there's marketing and there's advertising yeah and they have different functions so you're focused more on the marketing side. So yes. that's that's a little bit more intangible, right? Yes, far- it is. It is a lot more intangible. It's a lot more, uh, it's not as quick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or it, does, it can be sometimes. Like when you think about things that like go viral, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily that there was money pushed behind those efforts, right? True. When we think about viral videos, stuff like that, those are marketing efforts that clicked, right? And it, and it was able to boost you know, that promotion or what, or whatever that effort was a lot faster, but marketing overall, it's better to think about it as a long-term strategy to help strategically grow what you're trying to do in a manageable way. Gotcha. So how do you identify that in, so first, what type of clientele do you mostly work with? I know you mentioned small businesses, but is there like specific types of small businesses not really. Um, I, I work with service-based people, product-based people, brick and mortars. Um, a lot of my people that tend to come to me or that I find work best with what I'm offering them are, you know, small businesses that are typically run by one or two people. They don't really have a team. They have been, they maybe have a website. They've got like their Instagram profile. They're kind of like throwing darts at a wall and they're not really sure how to make all of these things cohesively work with each other and stick so -hmm. that they can get back to the part of why they started their business in the first place, which was obviously not to be marketing experts, right? right? Right. So it's it's not necessarily i worked i mean i've literally worked with all facets of businesses and um and and i enjoy doing that it allows me to stay really creative and thinking of new ways to help promote and market people um it's more of the people that work best with me and the people that i look for are individuals who kind of have that mindset of they're ready to put in this effort and energy um and be more focused rather than just trying to see what works and crossing their fingers. I mean, that's always, that's always nice when your clients already like self-driven to like make it work and, and work with you and kind of use you as a resource to figure out exactly what needs to happen. That's, that's super nice. Do you ever, you ever get clients that kind of just do the whole, I don't really know what to do? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them don't 
necessarily know what to do or they could be even at a beginner phase of they don't even know where to start and that's fine too I'm I I enjoy educating and teaching as you had mentioned like that's what my be seen society group is for is I provide a lot of training of breaking down some of these areas that seem overwhelming or complicated or you know you just don't even know where to start with them right and let's let's take them into smaller more tangible steps so that Maybe you don't have the funds to hire out this giant strategy from me or build this team, but you're ready to put some better practices in place. Right. So say like, okay, so I'm curious about what during the discovery phase of when you meet like a new client that's a small business owner, they like say I have a small business and I I wear all the hats and I'm just exhausted you know and don't want to think about marketing or advertising or social media not comfortable with it when you first meet someone like that obviously you're trying to figure out the best path for them Mm -hmm. what what are some questions that you ask or what kind of things do you look for in that initial point of contact i guess yeah so i do a pretty deep big deep dive into what it is that they do first, right? What Mm -hmm. is your business? Um, Why did you start it? Uh, How has it grown even to where, even if they're new, right? Or if you, if they, I have a lot of people come to me with just like, I have this idea. I haven't even started it yet. Right. And it's like, well, why do you, why do you want to start it? What is the passion and reason? Let's dig into the real reasons why, what is your why? What is your brand story going to be? What's Mm -hmm. the passion, what's the mission behind it? And then I do spend quite a bit of time diving into them. What's your day-to-day life like? Um, What's your work life like? (laughs) What's a little bit of your home life? Um, You know, what, where do you feel like you're most stressed with things? Um, What platforms, like let's talk about platforms, like what ones do you, tolerate and enjoy and or (laughs) it's a big deal to be perfectly honest because especially if like I you know there's a lot of platforms and we could be doing all the things and I think to have a balance of your audience is everywhere like we're all everywhere at this Mm -hmm. point that you need to pick platforms that not only a are going to help move your marketing forward, but also that you can tolerate, right? Because if you have to spend time on there, if you have to create content for there, if you have to, if you have to be on LinkedIn, be on Instagram or be on Facebook, you got to be able to tolerate it to a certain degree. Otherwise the, the goal of consistency and accountability and showing up in that area is going to be really hard. Um, especially if, if, if it's going to be something you manage yourself. Right. You know, there's no, line. obviously that can, right. Go ahead. It, it can be different if you're outsourcing it, you know, to someone else to do, but at the beginning phase, I'm always looking at it from a standpoint of business owners are, you know, not always in a position where they can grow this team and, um, or outsource these things and have assistance and blah, 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 all mm. the time. So I always try and come at it from an approach initially of if you're going to have to manage this yourself, mm-hmm. what would this need to look like? Gotcha. And then how do you grow from there? So I dive a lot into more of 
the people um, of who they are and what what they can articulate and tolerate because a big part of especially digital marketing, social media marketing is authenticity. It's not just being, it's, you know, not just being a business or a brand, but like something people can relate to. Mm -hmm. So if you can't show up in a way that's authentic or real or honest on that sort of platform or in that sort of capacity, it's going to be a struggle a bit. So I do more of the personal discoveries a little bit because strategy is strategy there's try you know there's techniques that'll work and techniques that don't but it's all going to work faster and better and longer if if you feel good about it right i I bet that that takes a lot of kind of research into the person to to really because you're trying to figure out the best path for them that will work the best for the long term and not this fast kind of it gives you a feel-good moment for a month and then you burn out yeah, um, exa- exactly. Because there's, again, we could sit here and say, well, if you make a YouTube video every week and, and you know, put that out there and do it at this capacity on these topics, you'll be great. <laughs> if you right. don't have the capacity to do that, if you don't have the time to do that, if being on video makes you want to throw up, <laughs> like, yeah. it's not going to be effective. And it, I have to understand who these people are in order to find the best path for them. Because... That might be a great strategy six months from now when you are feeling comfortable and motivated from the things that we put into place that were easy for you to wrap your head around. Right. Okay. So that so when you when you're talking with your clients, uh, let's go to the Be Seen Society. Is this the platform that you use to communicate with them and kind of kind of start shaping, figuring out that path? Sort of. So like the Be Seen Society right now is a, it's really just a free Facebook group that I offer to anyone who, you know, fits in that category of creative or freelancer or small business owner that Mm -hmm. is looking for some more guidance and um, to be honest, direct answers to things that they cannot navigate through when they Google, right? Or, um, they come to that area to, I provide weekly trainings on specific topics, like potentially like how to put together a simple IGTV, right? Video, yeah. or okay. let's talk about hashtags and what it means for a, for someone who has a small account. Like what, what how do hashtags work for you? Or, um, oh, hashtags. what it, <laughs> What of uh, or or even other things like um, SEO, right? If you're dealing with your website, how do you, how can you tackle SEO or optimize your own website that you have now without being overwhelmed by such a complicated topic, right? Mm-hmm. So I offer training in that capacity that um, I provide every week. I do ask me anything sessions every week where I come with questions that I've gotten a lot through the week and people can ask. Mm -hmm. And then we do a lot of workshop and supporting with each other there of bouncing ideas off each other or, um, brainstorming opportunities. So most people do find me on social media and I funnel them through into that group because it's going to showcase them showcase to them the best way to work with me if they want to move forward with a larger project. Gotcha. You mentioned SEO and, you know, I think marketing terms and, and 
and advertising terms and all that. Yeah. Sometimes everybody kind of goes through right. them like really fast. Can you explain sure. for someone who might not understand what SEO is? I'm sure a lot of the l- people who would listen to this type of podcast um, probably understands it. But just for me, just because I like the whole educational aspect of yeah. it. Um, SEO is search engine optimization, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, and what is the benefit of, or, or what, like when you say, I want my SEO to be better, is that a way you can say that? Yeah. Okay. What, what does that really entail exactly? So SEO, so we think about that term search engine optimization, right? Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about how do we optimize the process of when people go to platforms like Google or Bing, or I mean, let's just be honest, Google, um, to (laughs) find, to find us, Mm -hmm. how do we optimize our content that is out in the digital space so that when they type in certain things, keywords or phrases that they find us, right? So they're typing something into the search engine and our content is optimized to show up for that. So, a big part of SEO and search engine optimization is your website. It's the words you type on your website in your about page and your services page on a blog. Um, but it's also the behind the scenes stuff on your website, like the page description, okay. um, the title of that page and making sure that things are clear and direct so that when people are typing in these things into Google, that you show up. One thing that's now a part of SEO is also your social media profiles because people can find your Facebook before they find your website sometimes or your Instagram or things like that. So making sure that you're putting posts um, that are, that have the right keywords in them. So people find you when they're searching or that your pages are titled correctly, things like that. So is that like a set and forget, like, I know, no. I, I know, I know the right answer, <laughs> but I'm just saying I haven't changed mine in like six years on my website. So, right. Well, a lot of people do set and forget. And uh-huh. what happens is, is that other people, Tito, are not setting and forgetting and you're moving further down the list, right? Gotcha. Because they're optimizing their content or their, the other thing is, is that Google specifically mm-hmm. is literally crawling like spider crawling through websites all the time and if they see oh your website really hasn't been updated in a while or your facebook page hasn't been updated in a while this seems like old content it's not as relevant whatever Mm. they move you they move you further down the pile whereas opposed to someone who is maintaining a blog or a vlog or posting on social media consistently it shows that you're active and you're producing content that people are actually wanting to see Right. So it makes a big difference. Just just changing up the words and and keeping it updated. Is there like a resource that you use to is it like are you trying to beat the system or are you just trying to what if your content hasn't changed or, or are you of the mindset of that? Like you can always change the the keywords. I think you should always be refreshing it in the sense of. And it doesn't need to be all the time, but maybe mm-hmm. once a quarter, you're just doing a quick pass through on, to be honest, just doing some of your own keyword research. What pops up when you type in keywords into Google that you would hope someone would find you 
okay. with, right? And right. seeing what is out there, what's showing up, and is does your stuff match up to that, right? Yeah. And or are there other phrases or ways you could um, maybe update your services page or your about page or your, you know, if you're using it as a portfolio area, do you have new um, projects to showcase, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Or maybe it's just that backend stuff. Maybe that page description just needs to be refreshed with some different f- words and phrases. But there are tools like Google Analytics that will help show as well how your website is doing in comparison to others. Oh, wow. Okay. So it rates. Based, kinda... And they will help. it. Sure. But it'll also show you here's what people are typing in when they find you or things like that. So you don't have to necessarily guess. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hear it, but I've never looked into it. And that's... Yeah, it can be a lengthy process. There are companies that just focus on this as well because it can be, it can be a lot. Right. <laughs> it can be a lot to do. So what I try and do from my perspective is I'm helping people just to be honest, make sure they're checking all the boxes. Do you have page descriptions? Right. Are your pages titled correctly? Are do you have the right information on here? And how do you audit that for yourself? Yeah, and that's that's how I see like the value in what you do is you're you're that bridge between this like world that like you hear about and you're like, oh, I hear SEO, I hear keywords. I don't know if it really does if it really works or not. And then you kind of help communicate and tell that story in a way that someone like me or someone who has a small business who doesn't really care about that stuff can have a little bit better understanding. Yeah. And and also a little bit more appreciation for it. On, like, sure. it's one thing to know a, a lot of small business owners and a lot of people understand that they either need these things or that these things are important, but it's hard. Like you said in the beginning, it's a lot of intangibles, so yeah. it's a, it's hard to really see the benefit of these things, especially if we're focusing in the organic space where it takes time. It takes time yeah. for these things to convert. It takes time and consistency for these things to have that return on your investment of time. Right. Yeah, and a lot of times, that a lot of people probably don't even know the first step to take. Yeah. 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 So you have to do a lot of communicating. That's just a lot of communicating. It's you're you're a business owner, but you're just like your title should just be communicator. <laughs> yeah, probably. How, did you did you know that you were gonna do this as like a living? No. Oh my gosh. So, so take take us yeah. back to your background. Like what? Take, yeah. Okay. So my background is formerly in music performance and education. So I've been playing piano since I was three. I started competing at age five and then eventually went off to college to study piano performance and ed, right? And music had been my whole life for a long time. I've, I still teach piano. I've been doing about 15 years now, even though it's not my main hustle. Okay. But as I was wrapping up my undergrad degree, um, I started having some serious physical issues that developed throughout college from playing. So I developed some spinal issues, some nerve damaging in my hands because musicians, as you know, Tito, are like athletes in a lot of ways and right specifically music majors in college are expected of a lot brutal brutal my body was taking an insane serious toll from the physical demands of just getting through this degree and my doctor told me that unless i was able to take a break 
from piano and playing and um, and work through these issues I was having that the concept of playing or performing just throughout the rest of my life for fun was going to be very difficult. Wow. So I had to make some serious decisions. So I was able to wrap up my performance degree within a semester and then think of plan B. And I've <laughs> literally had spent my whole life deciding I was going to be a concert pianist. Right. And then I maybe taught some lessons here or there, but that reality was just not going to be an option anymore. But music was still my passion and that's where we, we kind of came together, right? In the music business program in Full Sail. Right. Um, so when I was down there and working through that degree, um, I needed to work, right? Because school is not cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had already started been teaching piano for a, long, a while and knew that the easiest job I could get that worked with our school schedule would be a part-time piano teacher in the evenings. And I ended up working for a few different studios, but one specifically downtown in Orlando was called Classic Rock School of Music. It was run by Rick Wozniak, and he was a, a lifetime seasoned classical guitarist. Gotcha. And when I started working there as a teacher, I quickly noticed that he himself was struggling to maintain his business and keep building it up because a lot of music schools are run by musicians who right. just are trying to cut out the middleman between their lessons and business owners. And a lot of them have been teaching for decades and they jump into opening a business, not realizing how much work it actually takes to maintain. Um, Cause even something as simple as music lessons is it's just, it's a business. Yeah. So being a student at full sale in the music business program, and I was learning about music business in real time. I presented to him the option of me becoming the studio manager and running the business. And I was learning literally exactly how to do these things. And he, and I was able to have this outlet to immediately apply them. And I was so, I'm so grateful and thankful he said yes. So I was able to jump into that. But as you've kind of, you did mention this earlier, that if you've worked for a small business, your title and role is literally just a placeholder. You have to wear all the hats, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're doing multiple things because that's just the reality of business life. So I was able to work there and grow and learn a lot about running a business and promoting a business so it could grow. Um, but for many years after that, even after moving out of Orlando, I did that for a lot of business or music schools. And um, about five years into it, doing that, I was getting burnout on running other people's businesses and specifically music schools. So I branched out and I realized, you know, what I know doesn't really just apply to music business, but just small business, to right. be honest, specifically. And my sure. sweet spot with what I was good at were things like marketing, systemization, organization, automation, and developing processes and procedures. So like really getting a business organized, efficient, and on some sort of schedule and process to keep bringing right. in more sales, which also is usually one of the biggest problems that small businesses have. So... Natch, it was a weird sequence of events, but I was able to work with bakeries and rehab centers and arts organizations and nonprofits and real estate agents and hair salons. And I lived for a long time off referrals, right? People right. being like, oh, I know Richelli, have her do this. And then five years ago, I kind of tried to funnel this into a more cohesive thought, which is digital marketing. So the websites, the email, the social media, the automation tools. And basically, if it's digital, I'm in that space. So with right outcomes, I've made it more legit. But it's just it's kind of evolved from there. I was able to really do 
a lot of the trial and error through music, which has right. was really helpful because you do, as a musician, you're creative, but to run a music school, to promote music education, you, you got to be creative about it to get people to stick around. Right. That's so crazy that like, okay, so <laughs> let me get this straight. You were just a, you were a piano teacher. Yeah. And you had this idea to, to help that business get better. And you were just like, yo, I want to be the manager of this place. Yeah. Like we didn't have enough to do in school, Tito, right? Well, part of it was that, well, and I don't want to get into the well, I mean, whole process of full sale, but we were learning big concepts in a very short amount of time. Sure, right. And to really understand those concepts, you kind of had to just do it. Yeah. And I absolutely wanted to make the most out of what we were learning and mm -hmm. knew that if I could apply oh, we're in our finance class, we're in our marketing class, let me test out all these things. If I could take what we were learning and test it out in real time, that yeah. it was really going to show me how to formulate that and, and honestly get the most out of that degree. I mean, that's I was the extremely, real. Yeah, I was extremely fortunate that at 19 years old, 20 years old, that this guy was like, sure, go ahead, Richelli, whatever. you know. But, yeah. it, but it was also, you know, he recognized that I understood enough of it and um, he was struggling. He was struggling and was willing to take the help. And it's not, I learned a lot of lessons that way. You know, we didn't, it's not like we did anything that blew it out of the water, but he's still around. He has several locations now. I know that he still uses a lot of the systems and stuff that I set yeah. up to continue to run his schools. Yeah. And I, I think that that says a lot about you and how driven you are in like, I think your background it explains a lot why you're good at what you do because like you said you come from a creative background mm -hmm. and coming from a creative background and moving into something like social media marketing it it, it helps i would say that it helps a lot when you have that background because you know what it's like to be an artist and you know what yes. it's like to be someone not even an artist in like a music sense but a creative person who's trying to create a business or create something out of nothing. Yes. Um, yeah, you got to stay creative and innovative as a musician, and you absolutely have to. It, I'm kind of using the same brain waves with my marketing, right? Staying creative and innovative with marketing, which is also why I think I have a hard time being like, oh, I only work with these type of businesses or that, because I like pushing that creative boundary a little bit. Right. Yeah. And something that I really appreciate about you is you've you've found a way to keep your tone of voice very genuine to you i mean i know you personally right so we're friends mm -hmm. um so i was looking at your website and the about me i i laughed it's right, sassy right when i saw it the the when you go to the about me page of writeoutcomes.net right first thing mm -hmm. you see is hey there i'm richelli Wright, and i'm here to give it to you straight <laughs> and that I was like, that's so Richelli, because you're like, you're very much like a cut the shit type of person, and you just yes. say what needs to be said, and you don't fluff it. And how do your people take that? Because for me, that's so refreshing. Because sometimes it's a little bit too polished all the time. It's how how do people take your kind of tone of voice? Yeah, for some 
I, I rarely run into individuals who are like, oh, I can't handle Michelle, you know, but because um, I can be I can be intense sometimes, especially if I get passionate about something. Well, that's but, why that's why we had the yeah. best group projects in college. You were just like, <laughs> right. let's get this done. <laughs> right. But I will say, especially people coming to me with work and stuff, it in I often get told that it's a it's a wave of relief a little bit because they know like I'm I am I'm just going to get right to the point. I'm going to cut out the noise. We don't yeah. need to we don't need to always dive into the feels about everything, mm-hmm. but we um you know, your time and money is limited. So yeah. we need to get right to the point of what you need as well and I think to that respect that people also know that my process involves a lot. I'm, you know, I'm very passionate about them too. So, you know, I try and be as good of a listener as I can so that I can get right to those points and not just fill them with more overwhelming information that, yeah, they've already Googled all that. They already downloaded all the, you know, trainings on that. They they got it. What what would you say is the, the biggest barrier that people that come to you what is like the biggest struggle for them to kind of level up their marketing or, 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 you know, someone goes up to you and be like, I just don't know what to do with my Instagram page. I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with that. Is there a specific thing that's, that you notice the most of that, that people should be doing more? To be honest, I think it's not necessarily about always doing more. It's about consistency. We, right. And also understanding that doing something consistently doesn't necessarily mean doing it daily. It's finding a right balance of how you can do things mindfully and with quality. But also understanding that consistency means you need to do this for a long time, right? You Mm -hmm. need to understand that your energies and efforts to build an Instagram following to get people to convert organically on your offers to build up that email list to get more people to show up to your website. You have to develop systems and habits that you can maintain for a long period of time, right? Because these things are not going to just happen overnight. And to be perfectly honest, Yes, we'd all love for like to start a business and then it explode right away. But that's a lot of businesses fail when that happens because they're not ready. They're not ready for the growth. They're not ready. The growth's too fast and they can't handle it. Right. Right. So being uh, being patient with the fact that this isn't going to happen overnight. But if you do this consistently and with quality, this can create a life a long-term lifestyle for yourself that that's hopefully why you got into business in the first place. Right. What what's a couple like uh, easy practical tips that someone can use to just c- get their feet wet and and and, and something to try to kind of improve their social media type of I don't know how, what you would call it personality or something. Well, you got to know who you're talking to who are you trying to attract what type of people do you want communicating with you Mm -hmm. um through social media so like what who is your audience right and who and trying to define from that audience if you could have a hundred million of the same type of person who 
you know, really resonated with what you do, what are their interests? What type of things do they like? What do they like conversing about? What do they like seeing? And really focusing on that and not trying to appease everybody because that's impossible, Mm -hmm. but really focusing on who are your group of humans that are going to be your biggest fans, right? And whatever you're doing. So then then do you just create content off of that specific topic or like via story or what would be a way to reach out to those people? Like say you've identified your audience, Mm -hmm. right? So I figured out my audience. It's this type of group of people. What's So so pick a platform, pick one, Mm -hmm. master it. Right. So if it's going to be Instagram, get really good at it. Don't worry about LinkedIn and Facebook and whatever. Get really good at utilizing Instagram in its full capacity. The, you know, consistently a few times a week posting something to your feed, showing up on stories daily, making sure you're using engagement stickers so people can react with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Showing up on live from time to time, utilizing IGTV, right? That's a lot of things. But if you can do this one platform really, really well, it's going to be so much easier for you to grow past there. So find your audience, pick one place because I promise you every and start. Yeah. yeah, And get really, really good at it. Really good at it. And, um, you know, social media, we there's lots of tactics and hacks or whatever but at the end of the day social media only works if you're social if you're not socializing yourself if you're not creating a social environment for others to socialize with you it doesn't work and it doesn't grow right you can't just what i call post and ghost right Mm. put content out there cross your fingers and hope people will just flock to you right no you've got you have to you get what you give out of the platform you want more comments give more comments you want more dms give give more dms absolutely and and i was guilty of that um oh we all are for at certain time you know we're all guilty of just posting stuff scrolling through doing nothing and wondering why right yeah there was a certain point i I would say like two two years ago maybe um it was like i don't know if it was like the the artist side in me that was like oh i don't want to share too much you know like some people are feeling like they need to be a little mysterious so all i did was post a picture barely any caption and i would always be left like is anybody watching is anybody listening you know like it's like i was trying to get both worlds but it was just i just was left disappointed in the outcome um, well and just you know instagram specifically has uh-huh. evolved tremendously yeah. like over the years even in just the past year it's changed so much so also understanding that yeah it, that actually used to work tito a really great picture with who cares what a caption that used to work right but that doesn't work anymore you got to have something to say worthwhile you got to mm-hmm. It, there's just got to be more substance behind it. I've learned too that it's a, it's a skill that like it's very valuable, even just like learning how to caption a post. It forces mm-hmm. you to really figure out what you're trying to say. And if the more you, I use like a note, uh, I use Evernote, which is a notes taking app for mm-hmm. the captions. And I'm just, the more you do it, the more comfortable I am with just like, at first I would be like, I don't know what to type. I don't know what to write. And I think the repetitive nature of just like trying to do it, it helps. It, it makes it a lot easier now. I mean, it's not that it's not challenging sometimes, but 
it definitely you kind of get that muscle worked out. Yeah, you're not going to be a better writer if you don't practice writing. You're right. not going to be better at creating content on a consistent basis that your audience wants to see unless you have some unless you're doing it and now have some data to back that up. You yeah. know, it's all of that a lot of people always tell me like I don't know how to use Instagram stories or what to do. I always say like start watching some and then you just got to do it. It really doesn't matter if they're messy. It's fine. Like you got to sure. you have to just dive in and do some of these things to figure out how they're going to work best for you. But yeah, writing is definitely a challenging skill that can get a lot easier the more you do it. The other thing too is these platforms force you to really have to get to your point a little bit because you only have so much space. So that can also be challenging. But when you get good at it, you can tell great stories in a very short amount of time. Our best stories are, it's, it's like you're, it's, it's songwriting, Everybody's trying to do yeah. songwriting. You're trying to say the most with the least amount of words, you know, unless you're a rapper, I guess. But, you know, but <laughs> for me as a songwriter, like an acoustic singer songwriter, it's a very similar concept where you're trying to say something very complex sometimes, but you're trying to say it simply. And that's that's a skill that I'm constantly trying to work on and everybody should be too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So I want to close this out with this question because this is this is kind of the the heart of why I'm starting this podcast and in in that I want to try to interview just different people with different skills and different skill sets um you know we've already talked about some of the things that you can do practically to to help your social media following but I think a more interesting question is that for you, you as Richelli Wright of Right Outcomes, what is something, what, what is a skill or, or what is something that you're trying to work on yourself um, that, that you want to get better at? Because I, I feel like if we talk about that kind of stuff, it also makes people think about their own craft, I guess. So what, what's something mm-hmm. that's making you go, oh, I need to be better at this? Ooh, well, especially with what I do, it changes so quickly and um, it evolves a lot that I am always trying to be better at and work towards, to be honest, not being not being the expert of all the things and being the expert times 10 of a few things that I can produce even greater results and greater value to people because Mm. I love learning and I love educating and I love, I love digital space in the sense of how it evolves and what it does, but it moves so quickly and so fast that it's very easy to go down this rabbit hole of like, Oh, I need to learn that, do that, this, that, whatever. And to me, it's almost like one thing I work with my clients on is we don't need to do all the things, but then I have to remind myself of that. To be honest, I'm working on being being a, a better client to myself. Right. Um, and practicing what I preach a lot more of uh, done is better than perfect. And, you know, just you need to do these things consistently over time and you're going to get better at it if you try. And, and just applying that to as many areas of work and 
life as I can. Right. So that's really sort of what where I'm at right now is how do I focus on my sweet spots of expertise and mm-hmm. and just being really really great at them. Right. So just sharpening that part because yeah, I mean, short attention span. The the next new shiny thing out there, it's like oh I should be jumping on on that. How yeah. you know how does someone how does someone like you distinguish if it's like you know what if the new thing is something important yeah like tiktok <laughs> right. right yeah um i keep i always because I, again i love to read and i love to know mm-hmm. i i pay attention to it i keep it in my back pocket gotcha yeah i i'm and i'm not unfamiliar with it but am i giving all my am i getting a ton of, ton of energy in that space no right so it's more of keeping your ears peeled and like paying yeah. attention and but not yeah because you know focused. what what i what i do is probably going to evolve as well you know who knows a year from now from recording this what if i will be doing all these exact same things i've evolved many times in my career but sure. um you know the digital space moves exponentially so much faster than it used to so it's it is important for me to be aware but also just knowing that it's okay to not have to be great at all of it right i love that so how how does someone work with you like how does that work so they can you know i always like to start a conversation so like i'm all i'm mostly on instagram that's my my favorite platform. So uh, at right outcomes, W R I G H T outcomes. So, and then um, inside my be seen society group. So if you go to Facebook and you type in the be seen society, you will see me, you can join. I always love for people to start that way. So they can jump into a a supportive community, ask some questions and I can help people from there on figuring out what it is they exactly need help with. Awesome. So I have to say this, and I, I just want to say I'm so glad that you're my first uh, interview because it Me was too. just so comfortable and it's just like talking to a friend. And it, it, you know, even though like I knew like we're friends and mm-hmm. I'm starting this new thing and it, it, it still feels a little bit like at first I was like, oh man, okay, it's happening. I got to get myself ready for this. And, and it just kind of affirms that th- I, I like the way this conversation went and I'm really looking forward to to more of them. And yes, this I, is great. I would love to do more with you and just talk about different topics. You're, you're going to be a recurring character. I just signed you up as a <laughs> happy recurring happy character. Happy to. Yes. Um, but I need to say this, and I don't think you know this, but I, I, I just really respect your opinions a lot. You helped me out. When I moved from Florida to Michigan, finding jobs, you know, that was another job that you had was like helping people with the resumes and all that stuff. Um, so you mm-hmm. really helped me hone in kind of my thing to figure out what I needed to do. But something that you might not know, um, like I said, a couple years ago, my social media game, I guess if you'd call it, was very much like, what'd you say, post and ghost? I think a lot of ours were. I think because we that's we didn't understand what it was doing. Right. So it was like it was that right, and I I, I said that it kind of left me frustrated, in that mm-hmm. 
you know, as an artist, like I didn't want to be like overly obsessed with social media, but I also want people to hear my stuff, right? And so in 2019, when I moved, no, it would have been, yeah, 2019, last year, I, it was kind of like a New Year's resolution or New Year's kind of like commitment to myself that I was just going to try to bump my social media presence up even though I'm like madly uncomfortable with it. I, I still am sometimes, right. but you know, like when you flex, when you work that muscle out, you get a little more comfortable in the discomfort, right? And mm -hmm. in the beginning of that year, you doing your thing, you were just doing your thing. I, I was watching a uh, Instagram story, a random Instagram story, and I feel like you need to just once a month schedule this same kind of message but you were talking about how putting yourself out there like on an Instagram story and how how did I don't I don't remember how you said it but you were just basically show your face yeah show your face more and yeah. i was so i was like no Richelli, no like i don't <laughs> i don't want to like be a vlogger or like show my face and whatever. But I made a commitment to myself that I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And like, so what if it fails? And I will say that I'm glad that I'm more comfortable showing my face. And like, it's still something to get used to. I, th I, I think you should always have a little bit of like, not be so full of yourself that you just love seeing yourself on camera. Right. But, um, right. Exactly. I did. I just really appreciate that you kind of did inception on me in that I just <laughs> took that, like, show your face. You're very straightforward of like, just show your face, like show your face more. And it just, it helped a lot. I mean, I got more engagement or I don't know what you'd call it, but more connections with people yeah. in the social media space, even though like I have an on and off relationship relationship with social media. It, it gave me the satisfaction of, I'm doing what I can to put my music, my work out there. And it makes it more accessible, I guess. And I have noticed a big difference yeah. in the way people respond to it. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. I'm glad you did it. I'm you, glad you did it. I So you did that. I oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I need to I do need to remind people to show their face more. I try and do that by showing my face more yeah. and showing people that I notice that you're you doing know, it more. I, I do it. I do it all the time because, to be honest, at this point, I am super comfortable with it, and it was also something I wasn't super comfortable with know, as well. Like, so uh... know that, yeah, it's not. I think you're 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 more in that different like actor realm or whatever. If you're super comfortable on camera, most people are not. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what I like about Instagram stories is they're not lengthy. You're not on for very long. But mm -hmm. the power behind showing your face is that even though you're putting that out there to a lot of people, one person is watching it at a time and they, in a weird way, feel like you are talking to just them. Totally. Right. As opposed, as opposed to text or whatever, that just looks like information. When you, someone is looking at that phone and talking through that screen, you you feel like they're talking to you. And right. that is why that connection happens so much easier. Right. Yeah. And over time, 
the more you're showing your face, over time you get better at communicating what you're trying to say. Maybe you're not as like drawn out in what you're trying to say because but but it takes the practice in doing that to be able mm-hmm. to present whatever your message is. And that's where the challenge is, right? Because I mean anybody could be like, show your face more. Right. But it, it maybe that's like the the final advice of, of this episode is show your face. <laughs> show your face, yes. Our, our podcasting with no face is shown. Exactly. But um, yeah. but I think but it's important well, the same emotion comes through they found the same thing comes through with the podcast. When we sit and we listen to a podcast like this, we feel like these people are talking to us, right? right. Yeah. Directly. And that's the same sort of um, thing that happens through video and video isn't going anywhere it's becoming more present everywhere in what we mm-hmm. do so if it's something people can start getting comfortable with, show your face <laughs> yeah show your face Rachelle, thank you so much for joining me today i am so excited to get this out I, I i did hear like some random ins and outs of audio modulation so i do apologize that there were some some weird distortions but i think the content itself was clear and i even though you there's a couple words that you might not have heard i think you understand what we were trying to say hopefully it didn't distract you too much we're 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 trying this remotely and i, I think it went pretty well i think well, thank you Shido. i'm honored to be your first guest and yes. i hope to come back for more oh it's gonna happen all right first episode down i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i want to give a big thanks to richelli for having this conversation with me if you want to reach out to her you can find her on instagram at right outcomes and that's with a w so w-r-i-g-h-t outcomes if you want to connect with me my instagram handle is tito does that's t-i-t-o-d-o-e-s come say hi bye